Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Quitella Center for Plastic Surgery and iHeartRadio, this is Q, the beauty and wellness podcast. I'm Joe LaMonaco. Many women notice changes in their bodies after pregnancy, and there are many areas of the body that can be addressed with cosmetic procedures collectively known as the mommy makeover. There are several techniques used to perform a mommy makeover and many factors to take into consideration when making a surgical plan. To talk more about the mommy makeover, we're joined in this episode by the Quitella Center's cosmetic breast and body contouring plastic surgeons, Drs. Ashley Amalfi and William Koenig. Dr. Koenig, how has the practice of plastic surgery and the offerings that a plastic surgeon or a practice will do Talk to us a little bit about how that has expanded and and brought in some different types of procedures and different types of patients over your your time here with the Cotella Center. I think plastic surgery has expanded because you know to be honest, we've just gotten better at things. Uh, we've gotten better at uh, you know intraoperatively, you know, getting things done efficiently. We've gotten better at. Uh, pain control after an operation we've gotten um, you know really mechanized how people recover and what our instructions are afterwards um, and we've really cut our times down to how long it takes to do certain things so um, in that we actually can do more um, in a shorter amount of time and get our patients great results so I think that that's been one of the big things in body contouring um, you know, we've had the influx of, in body contouring of massive weight loss patients. So we've seen these patients who basically um, have loose skin everywhere, and then we need to we see them. And because in the past, before massive weight loss, we would see someone, someone, you know, a person had a baby, uh, they have some loose skin on their belly, and this is a one sort of a one problem person. Uh, the massive weight loss patients taught us that, you know, not only do they have extra skin on their belly, they have extra skin on their arms, they have extra skin on their legs, they have extra skin on their back. Um, they have, you know, basically they're like in a suit that's too big for them. So it just needs to be tailored. And then, so at that, at that point, you know, probably about, you know, 15 years ago, we started pushing the envelope of what we can get done at one sitting because no one wants to recover, you know, 10 times right. to get from point A to point B. People want to get things done efficiently. So, and we've gotten better with our techniques to, to, getting, to getting things done more efficiently. So that's been a big advance in body contouring, I think. When have you seen, and we're going to talk about uh, specifically about this uh, uh, service that you offer or a type of procedure called the mommy makeover. Is that a, is that an industry title or is that your title for this? That's an industry title. Okay. Um, and actually, it was funny because I think that initially when we started using it, there were some of our female employees who just didn't like that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like, there's nothing wrong with being a mommy. I don't need a makeover just because I was a mommy. And and no, I didn't mean it as a no one meant it as a sexist or as a derogatory thing. But you know, basically, it it became acceptable. And I think uh, after a while, people got used to saying it but it was a little bit of a tough a tough tough in the beginning because people were almost you know put off by it so uh now i think it's not anymore but it is uh it's something that again there's no 
nothing disparaging about women. It's just just you know reality. Well, I think it was just a question of okay, well, we've never heard of this before. So what what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I maybe. know what a yeah. tummy tuck is, right. but then how potentially would a procedure like this differ from from that? Is is it roughly the same, or is there are there some some differences in there, or some substantial ones actually? Well, the fact is, what we're looking at is what what has been changed with a pregnancy and basically two things two big categories are changed it's the the abdomen obviously where the baby is is stretching and it's the breasts because the breasts change dramatically they change from a, a non-milk producing organ to suddenly a milk producing organ uh, during breastfeeding and even if you don't breastfeed your breasts still change physiologically um, and then, unfortunately, sometimes when the breasts change, uh, they become less of what the patient desires and um, they want to have that worked on. Dr. Moffey, when you work with a patient, let's go back to the consultation. Like, say you're going to take us back to the beginning portion of that. You've, you've probably done one of these or probably several of these. Where does the conversation start with a patient? I mean, this is one of the most common conversations we have every single day. We have this multiple times a day. And what's really most important is what is bothersome for that specific patient. So this is really a term, mommy makeover is a term for a very individualized approach. And for every woman, that's going to be really different. Um, after breastfeeding, some people lose a lot of volume in their breast, and so they're looking for a breast augmentation, or they have a lot of sagging of their breast, and they're more interested in a breast lift or a combination thereof. Some women's breasts get very large with the weight gain of pregnancy, and so they're actually looking for a breast reduction. So this is very much a tailored term to whatever it is that that woman is looking for. And it also just depends on what bothers her. And for most, it usually is a breast and an abdomen concern because there are physiologic changes that happen um, to those areas that exercise and diet and lifestyle just can't correct. And so these are not necessarily overweight you know, women who um, are not focusing on health. These are oftentimes runners and avid exercisers who have very, very healthy eating habits and are at their, you know, pre-baby weight. However, there are changes that they cannot fix. They have extra loose skin on their tummy from stretching, from having a large baby. And there's nothing that, you know, sit-ups or uh, running is going to change. And then there's also physiologic changes to the muscles of the abdomen. So those muscles normally separate to allow the uterus to grow. And in many women, they just don't come back together after they've had their child. And so even though their core is very strong and they're very healthy, they don't have restoration of that internal corset and that normal muscular structure. The only way to fix that is to repair them surgically. And so these are women who have functional concerns and are so excited that we are able to offer them that they something that their lifestyle is is unable to fix. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you mentioned that, you know, there's only a certain point that exercise could potentially bring you to. And it's not that there's there's anything inherently wrong there, but maybe you might have a patient that comes into for that consultation and look like I've tried, I've tried, I've tried this is kind of depressing that I can't get any further on my own. Maybe you, you have a, a patient that really wanted to get there all by themselves because they thought that was the goal they had to have. And now you can now bring them to a new place and there is a new place that they can get to 
that's, you know, it doesn't have to all be on them. Absolutely. You almost can see them exhale when you sit there and you tell them, you know, you can't do any sit-ups to get rid of this stretched out skin. There's nothing that you can physically do other than having, you know, a surgery to remove this if this is something that bothers you. And, And you can see them just sort of say, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me that because I've been just beating myself up about this. And to offer them a solution to something that really bothers them is is just really tremendous transformation for them and to see what their self-confidence is like when they say, you know, this is what I used to look like. This is what I was like before I had my kids and I almost forgot what this felt like and and thank you for, you know, having the tools to get me there safely. Yeah, talk about a fountain of youth, really. I mean, when we talked to, to Dr. Quitello about rhinoplasty uh, in a recent episode, uh, he might encourage someone to bring in a picture and be like, well, this is kind of a nose that I've, that I've thought about or this is sort of what I look like. When you work with a patient to try to understand from their perspective what they're hoping to achieve, is it really all conversation that has to do that? Unless somebody maybe just said like, "Well, I had a series of nudes done at, at you know pre baby, and I'd like to get back to this if I could." Is it really about dialogue with the patient that's the most important part of how you visualize where you're going to go with this procedure? I think it is about. I think it's more dialogue and less visual when it comes to body stuff. I mean, we basically, you know, with even with breast stuff, I mean, we basically take what the patient brings to the table and then we improve on that. So um, I've always liked to call a tummy tuck a belly lift because it's kind of like a facelift. When you look at, you know, when you look at it, you're reducing, you know, you're taking 10, 20 years off this person's life. If you look at a, a stretched out abdomen, it looks like an old lady's belly. When, you know, Ashley, are done, Ashley and I are done with their tummy tucks, they look you know, like they're 20 years old again, like they've had, you know, their skin is tight, uh, has good turgor, their muscle tone is great. I mean, it's, it's an amazing transformation. And, and it is something they can't do on their own. And it's frustrating because if you have a baby, you, you know, you know, the last thing you want to end up with is being a different person. But unfortunately, some people are. On the other hand, it's only probably only about 20% of the people who have children that, you know, Ashley and I actually see 80% of women have a baby get back to great shape their skin is great it's always a little bit looser but their skin looks amazing and they don't see us we never see those patients we only see probably the the unlucky 20 percent who you know despite their best efforts just couldn't kind of get to where they wanted to be yeah really and 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 maybe for them it's you mentioned that that 20 percent I don't want to I don't want to ever saying feel like a mom is a bad thing, but maybe their perspective might be you know like I have a body that makes me feel like a mom and to me I want to be a mom, but I want to feel different. And this procedure or the procedures that can be brought to bear kind of unlock a door to the past for them mentally as well as physically. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's why this is not the right choice for all patients because some people will be happy with their breasts. They're, they're sort of a reminder of, you know, breastfeeding or a part of that process of having a child and becoming a mother. But for others, it's a negative association. And for them, we have something, you know, safe and reasonable to offer them a restored or more youthful breast that they're going to just be at peace with, you know, and 
their body doesn't need to be a reminder of what they created. And if it does, fantastic. But if that's not something that they desire, then we're happy to kind of bring them back to something that makes them feel more beautiful and comfortable. Right. Dr. Koenig, you talked about, you know, um, somebody who may have lost a lot of weight, there could be multiple procedures involved with that. Compare that to this mommy makeover. Is it something that can be done in a course of one surgery or does it really depend on patient as to how their course of procedures might have to go. Yeah, I think the vast majority of mommy makeovers basically involve a tummy tuck. Um, and again, when when Ashley and I do tummy tucks, we always do it with a 360-degree liposuction so they get, get their waist back. Um, and then something to the breast. And as Ashley mentioned earlier, it could be a breast augmentation because of volume loss. It could be a breast lift because of too much skin and enough volume. Or it could be a combination of both, an augmentation plus a lift. And that's that's uh, you know sort of the maximum we do. And that's something we do in the operating room. It takes four five hours patient go home skills goes home the same day the recovery from that is very similar now that we've gotten better at taking care of you know post-operative pain and things like that afterwards it's very similar to just having a tummy tuck so i think we've gone you know 15 years ago from people just having a tummy tuck and having kind of a you know a recovery that was you know challenging for the first couple of days now we're doing you know breast and body at the same time with a relatively non-challenging recovery and um so there is has been some progress there, there's no doubt that's quite remarkable that that's even available you know one would think with any kind of an invasive procedure that it was like look i gotta block out some time here this is going to be something that is going to take you know possibly weeks or, or even months before i start feeling like myself and certainly pain management is going to be a whole different thing but really, you're kind of able to give people that idea of like, I went to sleep and when I woke up, I was a I was a different person than when I was before I went to sleep. And I can get back to living in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. I tell the patients that all they have to do is take a nap. And when they wake up, everything is going to be as they can kind of had envisioned it. And it's exciting for the patients from that first moment that they're able to look down because even though they're wearing, you know, a surgical bra or a compression garment on their lower body, they're able to see that contour change immediately. And so despite, you know, having a recovery and discomfort, they're immediately excited about those results and even just seeing their face on day one when we're able to sort of show them what their breasts look like hand them a mirror and let them look at their new tummy um, it's amazing and remarkable and I think combining those surgeries for women is way easier than they think they're always like does this make it doubly hard no it doesn't at all it just combines your recovery into one instead of having to go through this process two times so i think because we do it so frequently here because we do it so safely and efficiently that recovery is not onerous at all for our patients and so most of them take you know one or two weeks off of work um, with the ability to work from home during the pandemic you know, many of them are going back to work after just a week if all they have to do is log onto a computer and um, just about three weeks off of working out. And then they kind of get back into that lifestyle and slowly ramp back up. Um, so I think for most women, the length of recovery is a lot shorter than they anticipate. And they are very excited to just sort of get everything done that they've been dreaming about and just get back to their normal lives. You ever catch patients in recovery standing in front of a mirror looking at themselves almost dumbfounded about what they're seeing, about how this procedure 
which, you know, I don't want to say it's simple, but seemingly so, is so life altering for them in a in a in a mental and a physical way. Yeah, realistically, not in recovery because they just had anesthesia. I, I, I know they're not they're, <laughs> but, not they're not standing there, but uh, you know. But in the, in, the yeah, when they know. come, yeah, when they come for their one week, yeah, you know, one week visit, yeah, there's no question. Uh, they're yeah, it's 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 life changing, and that's you know, that's what makes our we're lucky to have our jobs. I mean, this is an amazing job, but we're just blessed to be able to do this for people and to you know do it in a in a way that we you know think is the safest, the best, and gives the best results. And I think it's it's we're just it's just we're blessed to be able to do this for people. Doctor Moffy, you bring an artist's eye. You have studied fine art. Um, how has that, and, and being a mother yourself, do you find that, number one, that brings a, a, a great perspective to you know, the work that you do in the operating room, but also uh, a great perspective when you're having those initial consultations with your clients to talk about, okay, well, what are you hoping to achieve and helping you visualize what those conversations mean as you get prepared to go to the operating room? Sometimes a really important tool about that initial interaction with the patient is actually drawing for them what you're going to accomplish or even taking out a surgical marker and showing them exactly what those incisions are going to look like exactly three dimensionally what I'm seeing in my in my mind's eye as the finished product because I can look at them and sort of manipulate the tissue and essentially I'm recreating the plan that I have in the operating room to see if I I can get them to their goal. But if I'm able to show that to a patient and help them visualize what I'm seeing, it's just a tremendous asset to the consultation for them to say, oh, aha, okay, I get it. I see how you're going to get there. Yes, that's that's exactly what I'm looking for. And I think it just helps them see what I'm seeing. Yeah, and ramp up that level of excitement for it. Because I could imagine there is some hesitancy to it to say like, you know, uh, gosh, I'm, I don't know, is this is this really going to work? Is this really going to give me what I think it's going to give me? And, and to give over that trust to the surgeon to say, okay, I'm excited about it. I still may be a little bit, uh, I don't know, but I'm still going to let, let's go for it because the, the, the prospect of getting to where I want to be is far better for me than living where I am right now. This is a really hard step for women and especially for younger mothers, this part of their lives is is selfless. It's focused on, you know, raising and um, and um, having these, you know, healthy children and what that pregnancy is like, what their early childhood is like. And so everything is about raising their children and their family and very little during that time period is focused on themselves. And so this is really a reversal. And and women feel very uncomfortable in that space at first. And I call it mom guilt because I'm a mom myself and I sort of understand that. Um, you take a back seat for a while and by putting them back in the driver's seat and allowing them to achieve something that's important to them um, is a definitely a, roar, a role reversal. However, it is so incredibly rewarding to see the transformation, to see those women feeling just so incredible about themselves. And as a woman, when we have that self-confidence and we just kind of are at peace with the way that um, we look or something that it is that we really desired, it it permeates our entire lives. And so I sort of share with them, you know, if you feel good and you're not stressing about, you know, this little belly skin or looking good in your, your bathing suit at the pool with the kids, 
it's going to change the way that you sort of interact with the world. You're going to feel confident. You're going to interact differently with your family. You're going to be, you know, the mom and the and the wife and, you know, the family member that you want to be when you're just in that very confident space. So it's exciting to sort of sit in that role myself and be able to share with women just how important this is going to be, not just in the immediate post-operative period and not just for them, but for their entire world. Doctors Ashley Amalfi and William Koenig of Rochester's Quetella Center for Plastic Surgery. If you're interested in scheduling an in-person or virtual consultation, visit Quetella.com. You can also take a virtual tour of the Quetella Center for Plastic Surgery's facility at the Lindsay House on East Avenue at Quetella.com and subscribe to Q, the beauty and wellness podcast, so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, I'm Joel DeMonico. Appreciate your listening. Q, the beauty and wellness podcast is a production of the Quetella Center for Plastic Surgery and iHeartRadio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.